This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. So based on that, when we say Allah is the only one that is the most merciful, is this Tawheed Amal or Tawheed Al-Ilm? Tawheed Al-Ilmi, right? Tawheed Al-Ma'rifah is, I know, I believe that none is more merciful than Allah, None is more powerful than Allah. None is more uh, um, uh, hears all and sees all except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you have some ulama, they split um, the one about knowing Allah into two. And they will say uh, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, uh, creating, sustaining and maintaining life, uh, uh, life and death. This is Allah's lordship, Allah's rububiyyah. And as for Allah's beautiful names and attributes such as mercy and power and wisdom and this would be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and attributes. So we single out Allah in His names and attributes, we single out Allah in His Lordship and His ultimate power and we single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what we do, which is what? Our ibadah. When you heard the word ilah, ilah, the meaning of worship should come to your mind. Ilah means ma'bud, the one who is worshipped. And this teaches you something. It teaches you that the main issue between the Prophet ﷺ and Quraysh was this concept of ilah. They said in Surah Al-Sad, أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَاهًا وَاحِدًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشِيءٌ عُجَابٌ Have you made the things that we worship, the many things that we worship? One, indeed this is a strange thing. So their problem was, we don't want to worship one God. We want to worship Al-Blat, Al-Uzza, Al-Manat, this, that, or the other. And the Prophet ﷺ was calling his words, say, La ilaha illallah. There's none worthy of worship except Allah. You can't dedicate yourself, devote yourself, worship these objects and these other deities that you have. Now, among the greatest evidences that Allah is the only one worthy of our worship is the fact that Allah is the only one that created us. Allah is the only one that maintains life. Allah is the only one that supplies everything that we have for us. Your heart is beating right now because of Allah. What you ate today was because of Allah. The oxygen you're breathing is because of Allah. So He's the only one worthy of your glorification, worship, and gratitude. In the following verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us about why we should be grateful, why He's worthy of worship, and what Allah constantly does for us. It is a reminder. And there are two kind of reminders. There's the kind of reminders where there's the khutbah al-jum'ah, where you are reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his signs, the Qur'an, the ayat. Or you come to a class and you're, talked, you're told about Allah or the hereafter. And these types of reminders are important. But we also have a different type of reminder that we are observing every day. When you wake up in the morning and you see the bright morning, when you walk and you look at the sky and you see the ocean and you see the nightfall and the day, and everything should be a sign that reminds you of your Creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the Qur'an, وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ Look within your own selves, do you not see? So everything around us is a constant reminder of our Creator. This is why the idea or the concept that there is no Creator is such an alien way of thinking. Such a weird way of thinking. This is why a poet said, وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ عَلَامَةٌ تَدُلُّ عَلَى أَنَّهُ وَاحِدٌ Literally everything that we see is a sign. 
everything that we see is a sign that shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one. So in the following verse, Allah will be sharing those signs with us. And one of the things that we have to do is ponder over them. And this is one of the things that we don't do enough. Really ponder over Allah's creation. When was the last time you looked to the sky, to the stars, to the moon, to the sun, to yourself, and really thought about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this and, and allowed this world around you to be a cause for you to reflect, ponder over your creator. And it is just as important to ponder over the Qur'an as it is to ponder over the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like this is Allah's word, that's Allah's world. إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَالْفُلْكِ الَّتِي تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ بِمَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ وَمَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مِنْ مَاءٍ فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مُوتِهَا وَبَثَ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ وَتَصْرِيفِ الرِّيَاحِ وَالسَّحَابِ الْمُسَخَّرِ بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ الله أكبر الله سبحانه وتعالى says indeed إن في خلق السماوات والأرض indeed in the creation of the skies and the earth واختلاف الليل والنهار and in the alternation between night and day. وَالْفُلْكِ الَّتِي تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ And in the ships that sail the seas and the oceans with the goods for people. وَالْفُلْكِ الَّتِي تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ بِمَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ With that which benefits people. وَمَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مِنْ مَاءٍ And in the water that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down from the sky. فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا to give life to the earth after it has died, after it has become barren. And the scattering of all sort of creatures in the earth. And in the changing of the winds. And the clouds that run their appointed courses. Between the sky and the earth. These are all signs. لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ For those who use their intellect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned a lot of things here that we should individually ponder over. Imam Razi said, this ayah, the things Allah mentioned are both signs to remind us of His uh, greatness as well as blessings to remind us to be grateful. Right? These are signs to remind us of the magnificence and the greatness of Allah, as well as signs to remind us to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are blessings. Starting with the creation of the heavens and the earth. But you'll find uh, the word samawat. Samawat often is translated as heavens, and sometimes it's translated as skies. Skies and, and heavens. Now, when you hear the word heaven, what comes to your mind? What is heaven? Someone said, two people said Jannah, right? right. So if we say, indeed within the creation of the Samawat and the Ard, in the heavens and the earth, in this context, are we talking about Jannah? Are we? What are we talking about? Who can tell me? The skies. Have you guys, who noticed that the word heaven sometimes is used for skies and sometimes is used for Jannah? Have you, who noticed that? And that confuses people. Right, and this is one of the problems we have in, in the translation between Arabic to English, right? Because it's better to translate Samawat as skies and not as heavens. Unless 
you comp- or so we either need to stop saying heavens when we say Jannah, or we need to stop saying heavens when we say Samawat. We have to make a choice here. Because when we die and we do righteous deeds, where do we go? In English, what's it called? Heaven. If you say that, then you cannot say Allah created the, the, uh, the Samawat, the skies above us as the heavens. That's, that's incorrect. Um, one way around this is to say Jannah is paradise. And you call, uh, because Samawat here means skies. And Allah created seven skies. And these seven skies, you have the first sky, which is Samaud Dunya, which requires a very long journey to get to. And this is when Angel Jibreel, this is not the clouds, not referring to the clouds, nor to the stars, not necessarily even to this galaxy. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, decreed that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ascend to above, Angel Jibreel took him and they went to the first sky. And when you get to the first sky, there is a gate. They knocked and they were allowed entry. And there were prophets there and angels there. So it's not referring to places we can go. Does that make sense? It's not referring to places that we can go with whatever technology we have. So, and there are, and then the Prophet went further and then he went to the second Sama. And then he was allowed entry and there he met some other prophets and there were many angels there. And then he went to the third, the fourth, the fifth. This is not Jannah. The Prophet did not, in this instant where he's meeting the prophets, where he's going from one sama to the other sama to the other sama to the other sama, this is not paradise. This is not the final abode. This is not Jannah. In that same journey, he will be shown Jannah as well. Two separate things. And we always have to keep that in mind. There are seven skies and there are seven ards. Seven ards, right? So, what's, this verse is referring to these seven skies that Allah created. Allah said, uh, Right? Or the heavens, we've, we've built it. And طَبَقًا عَنْ طَبَقًا One over the other. Layer over the layer. It's referring to these skies that Allah created that we have no access to. And everything that you see, uh, stars and, and whatever, everything that we see here, the sun and the moon, that's all under the first sky. Just to, to understand what's going on. Does that make sense, everyone? Okay. Who created this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Indeed, in the creation of the samawat and the ard. In the, have, in the skies and the earth. I was about to say heavens and the earth. In the skies and the earth. It's a sign. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this. And we're supposed to ponder over it, right? You're supposed to look at its magnificence, at its beauty, at it, and, and ponder over it. Even the earth. Allah many times talks about the earth in the Quran. Have we not spread out the earth for you? Have we not made the earth enough for you? It is enough for the living and the dead, right? So we bury our dead in it, we build our homes on it, our vegetation grows from it, we find comfort. This earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this for us. And just if you think about it, just the benefit we have over the ground we walk on, right? The ground we walk on, it is not a ground where it, it makes you sink, nor is it too tough for vegetation cannot grow from. We can build on top of it, we can, we bury our dead in it. We do so much, just we, 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 there are certain places you dig deep enough, you get water. And other places you dig deep enough, you get oil. And that oil is now helping, um, well, depending on how you view fossil fuels, of course, it, there is a lot of benefit that we've gained from it. So just pondering over how much benefit we gain just from the earth we walk on. And ask yourself, have I ever, 
for a moment in my life felt grateful for the earth that I am walking on. And this is why we are never grateful enough to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And similarly, the sama that's above us, that shades us from the sun, that pours rain upon us. And that rain, again, Allah will talk about in that same verse, how we benefit from it. This ayah is meant for you to reflect and ponder over what Allah has created for us. We mentioned in one of our earliest lessons, when Allah was talking about the earth, Allah said, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا it is Allah who has created for you everything on this earth. Everything on this earth was created for us. Right? Whether it's land or vegetation or animals or anything. And we are constantly benefiting from it. And this should be a sign of Allah being worthy of our worship and a sign for Allah worthy of our gratitude. Inna fi khalqi samawati wal ardi. fi layli wal nahar. And another sign is the alteration between the day and the night. We don't live in a situation where it's night all the time, nor is it day all the time. And the changing of the day to night is within itself a sign. The coming up of the sun, the sunrise and sunset. And in fact, it was the concept of a sunrise and a sunset that our Prophet Ibrahim salam used as an example uh, for Allah being our, our, Allah being the true Lord and the true Master and the true Creator, uh, because when He had that famous, it's going to come, inshallah Taala, in a few lessons. We're going to get to the story of Ibrahim and the king known as Namrud. So Ibrahim, there was a king, a a tyrant king, that was so boastful and so arrogant that he claimed that he was God. He claimed he was God. And then Prophet Ibrahim told him this is not the case, of course. And he said, um, Prophet Ibrahim said, why? Because Rabbi Yalladhi Yuhji wa Yumit. You can't be our Lord because our Lord is the one that gives life and death. And then this king said, Ana Uhi wa Umit. I also give life and death. And what did he do? Two men uh, were brought forward. One was meant to be executed, so he killed him. And he said, no, was meant to be executed and he freed him. So, this person was meant to be killed, and he freed him. He said, look, I granted him life. And another one, he killed him, or he ordered him to be killed, and he said, I took his life. So, I fulfilled the criteria. Now, did he really fulfill the criteria? No, he did not. Because first of all, this person that you've freed, you haven't given him life. He was already what? He was already alive. But, sometimes... Moving on from uh, one debate, from one argument to another, more stronger one, although you, if someone makes a weak argument, and you can argue back with that weak argument, Prophet Ibrahim could have said, actually, you did not give this person life, he was already alive. What are you talking about? He could have said that, right? If someone told you today, I can give life, what? Look, I'm letting you live, I'm letting you live, I'm letting you live. I gave life. What would you say to me? Well, brother, they were already alive, man, you didn't give them that life. But Prophet Ibrahim moved on and said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that brings the sun, uh, and the, sun the sunrise from the um, uh, east, uh, uh, from the east, bring it from the west. And then he couldn't, of course. Because if you claim to be God, go and, go and control the sun. If you can't, then you're not God. And 
In other words, the sun and, the, and, the, and its control and the day and the night and the alteration is among the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what did they say earlier? Every single thing mentioned here is a sign but also a blessing. Night and day are a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the alteration, what's interesting, the alteration between night and day, there's many ways of looking at it. First of all, night comes, day goes. Day comes, night goes, right? And also, in some places, the night is very short and the day is very long. Usually, which seasons are the nights very short and the days very long? In the summer. And then in the winter, you have the night being a lot longer and the um, the day being a lot shorter. This is also another form of alternate alteration, right? Ikhtilaf layl wa nahar. These are all ayat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all signs that we should ponder over. Not to mention in Surah Al-Qasas, Allah says, uh, what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the night uh, eternal? Layla sarmadan ila What if it was just night until the judgment? Who'd bring you light? And then Allah says also, imagine it was just day and there was no night. Who would bring you the night? Again, showing us our need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we should be thankful for the day and the night. In fact, uh, there are some research that's done on how we are in, as human beings in need of night. It, we are in need of night and in fact, we, the fact that there is so much light pollution now. All these lights, right? Car lights, headlights, lamps, uh, all of this light. When is the last time you really got a good look at the, the sky and you saw the stars? How You have to get out of the cities to be able to appreciate the sky, right? And its beauty. But not just that. Uh, with all, Why do we turn the lights off when we go to bed? Have you ever asked yourself that? When you go to bed in your room, why do you turn the lights off? Why do you have this need to turn the lights off and you want to sleep in the dark? Because our bodies need darkness. In fact, this darkness, it produces a type of hormone that helps us relax. Right? And they actually developed this hormone, melatonin, I think. And it's given to people that struggle to sleep. This thing that is being given to people that struggle to sleep, you already have it within you by just being in darkness. That darkness comes from the sun setting. And the night coming. Who brings that? Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have you ever thought about, oh, I'm so thankful that we have night. We don't think like this. This is why reading the Quran, it makes you ponder. This is what means to ponder. Now, you're not going to only be thankful for the heavens and the earth. You're going to also now be thankful for the night and the day. Allah says in the Quran, We've made the night for a time for rest and the day time for work. Right, Allah constantly tells us about the benefits of the day and the night, the alternate between the day and the night. And this is again for us to benefit from, but also ponder over. The day and the night, and the alteration between the day and the night, is a sign of Allah being worthy of worship. Remember, the previous verse said, the one worthy of worship is only Allah. This verse is telling you why Allah created the heavens, or the skies, and the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gave us the day and the night and its alteration between. Again, something else to be thankful for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that are constantly thankful to Him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Another one of Allah's signs is the fulk. What is a fulk? The fulk are the ships. Ships. 
the ships that sail the sea. Bima yanfa'unas. They don't just sail the sea and they carry and import that which benefits the people. Do you know, by the way, that there is so much uh, that we consume that is brought to us by sea. In fact, uh, if if the ports that we have, some of it is, 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 is flies in. Some of it, like here in the UK, some of what we eat is produced here. A very small amount. A lot of it is shipped, right? Now, have you ever thought about when you go to your local grocery store or you go to the, sh- to, to the shops, whatever I'm, here I am buying food, this food made in China, produced in Korea, from Africa, how did they get here? How did they get here? Have you ever thought about being thankful to Allah for that? Right? And the ships that sail the sea or the ocean and carry that which benefits the people who allowed us to happen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What if someone made the argument, Akhi, this is something we made. Humanity discovered, we figured out how to uh, build these ships ourselves, right? We got the science right. If it's hollow enough, then it cancels out and all of a sudden it can float, right? Certain things can float, other things cannot. Science, man, that's what we should be thankful for, right? How do you answer that? It's very simple. First of all, who made the wood? Everything that you've used, who gave you the intellect? But not only that, Everything that is uh, that we, the technology that we use and uh, the mathematics, all of this is based on laws of physics, correct? Laws of physics. Who put these laws in place? Who put these laws in place? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gravity, for example. Did Newton create gravity? Did Newton create gravity? La hawla illa billah. Right? This is why there is, I saw an image. Someone, because people, they, um, it was people that, they used to float before Newton, and then Newton figured out gravity, and now everyone has to <laughs> walk. That's not the case. So these laws were already in place, and who put them in place? The creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of this universe, right? So, yes, even the, 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 the ships that sail is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we should be thankful for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the one that allowed it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that made it easy for us. Allah is the one that helped us in everything that we do, right? So it is a sign and it is something that we should be grateful for. And that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought from the heavens of water. Again, or from the skies of water. You see, even me, I'm programmed every time I say sama to say heaven, right? Subhanallah. Uh, so Allah is the one that brought from the sky water. This water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given life to the earth after it had died. That's what it literally says. So among the things that we should be grateful for is rain. Who brings forth the rain? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah is the one that brings forth rain. And without it, there will be droughts and we wouldn't survive. Allah in Surah Abbas said, we are the one that brought forth the water and poured it down. And we split the earth for, you to, for the soil. 
And then Allah said, we produce from it vegetation. وَعِنَبًا And grapes. وَقَطْبًا وَزَيْتُونًا And olive trees. وَنَخْلًا And dates. وَحَدَائِقَ And uh, gardens. غُلْبًا That are luscious. Luscious gardens. وَفَاكِهَةً And fruits. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of this is why? مَتَاعًا لَكُمْ Is for you to be able to use it and benefit from it and to enjoy it. Not just you, wali an'amikum and your livestock. So Allah is the one that did all of this for us. Allah is saying, I am the one that brought forth minas sama'i from the sky, ma and water. And this water, fa'ahya bihi al-ard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave life to the earth. Now what else comes from the sky? Allah says, uh, what, what else Allah says, we, we have brought down the Qur'an. The Quran, Allah says, we brought down, right? Tanzil. It is something that was sent down. It came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Quran gives life to the heart. And the water gives life to the earth, which in turn gives life to our bodies. So that which comes from the heavens is all or always Mubarak. That which always comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed. Another benefit here is if Allah. If the land was barren, how often do you see when there is a drought and it's like a desert and there's nothing growing and then all of a sudden Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the sky to pour and rain comes and all of a sudden vegetation starts growing and it becomes green and beautiful. If Allah can return life back to the earth, He will also be able to return back life to the bodies. This is among the ayats that prove that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can and will bring humanity back after they die as well. So among the things that you should be grateful for and among the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is وَمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مِنْ مَاءٍ فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has scattered on this earth all kinds of creatures. Every single creature, human, animal, Insect, bird, whatever else is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has scattered all these creatures. And these creatures, when you see them, remember Allah. Remember their creator. For there's no creature except it has a creator that is sustaining its life every single millisecond. Right now they are sitting here, it is Allah that's sustaining our lives. You're not actively making your heart beat. It's beating on its own with Allah's permission. You're not actively making your body work. Making your body digest, it's the food that you ate. That's all a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is sustaining our lives. And every single moment, we are being maintained by our Creator. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has scattered all these creatures. And this, وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ دَابَّةِ The word دَابَّةِ means, it generally means creatures, but... If you want to be technical, a dabba is الذي يدب على الأرض That which walks on the earth. That which walks on the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala كل دابة من ماء. Allah has created every dabba from water. فمنهم من يمشي على بطنه. Some of it, it walks on its stomach. Meaning, like the snakes and what have you. ومنهم من يمشي على رجلين. And some walk on two. ومنهم من يمشي على أربع. And some walk on four. طيب. So, the scattered, the scattered creatures are also a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Next time you see, wallahi, your, whether it's your pet cat, or you see a bird flying, 
or you, you go to all of this, or your fellow human, or yourself, all of these are creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that should make you ponder, even if it's something as small as, as, a, as a bacteria, subhanAllah, or a virus, right? Can you imagine the world was brought to its knees by something that you can't even see, right? It's creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Everything points to Allah. Allah Akbar. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala points us to another sign. And that is, وَتَصْرِيفِ الْرِيَاحِ وَالسَّحَابِ الْمُسَخَّرِ بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَتَصْرِيفِ الْرِيَاحِ What is the riyah? Riyah means winds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the changing of the winds is another sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we, the, the winds again, sometimes they blow very hard. Sometimes it's a breeze that you enjoy. Sometimes it's, some, it's quite frightening. Sometimes it comes with, it, with mercy and with rain. And sometimes it's, 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 it could be a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, if you read the Quran, there are eight types of winds mentioned. Allah mentions al nashirat wal-mursalat, wal-dhariyat, wal-munsharat. These are all types of wind. And what do they have in common? They're all rahmah and mercy. I mean, those of you that have been to countries where they really rely on rain uh, to sustain, right? Like especially in, in desert-like countries or uh, in Africa. When you're waiting for rain, before it starts raining, you can, you, a wind starts blowing. And you can almost smell in the air that it's about to rain, right? And that wind, this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, in fact, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the hadith that uh, when, uh, when people are desperate and they make dua, and in fact, there is a special prayer for the rain. It's called istisqa, salatul istisqa. It's a special prayer for rain when, again, we don't really do that often here because uh, the nature of where we live is that it's constantly pouring, right? But in some places, when the Prophet prayed salatul istisqa, it is the rain prayer. It is when there is a drought and people are desperate. They go out and they pray. They pray two rak'at like the prayer of Eid. And they make a lot of istighfar. They ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot of forgiveness. And uh, in fact, the way it's done is that the imam or the leader will instruct the people to repent, to fast, to forgive each other. Because all of these, when sin becomes widespread, is among the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stops the rain. When sin has become widespread. Or as a test for the people. So they told people to, told to, be, to fast, to repent. And then after that, there's a, they make an appointment, maybe after three days, we're going to go out and we're going to do the rain prayer. And the rain prayer is two rak'at, like the Eid prayer. Everyone comes out, uh, men, women, everyone. And they pray together. And after they're done, the Prophet ﷺ, when he, was, when he prayed in the, day, the, the rain prayer, he took off his cloak and he, t- he turned it around. So the equivalent of that would be taking your jacket and maybe, uh, uh, or your scarf, or whatever you're wearing, and you, you, you turn it around. This is, a, this is a sign of optimism that you say, just like we've turned our clothes around, our situation will be turned around. Right? And I, I, I have... Um, I've seen many places when I went to Saudi, Saudi or when I went to Somalia a lot of time when we do the rain prayer shortly afterwards it starts raining subhanallah shortly afterwards it starts raining and um, there's actually a qissa where Musa alayhi salam he did an istisqa he did a rain prayer 
Musa, the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to Musa and tells him, the reason it hasn't been raining is there's a servant, there's a, one of my servants among your people who has been so sinful and the, 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 that he was so sinful, he is the reason why it's not raining. So this is why people are encouraged to repent because your sin might be the reason and this is why everyone is encouraged to repent. And uh, Sayyidina Musa calls the people and tells them, uh, there's a person among you that must repent. And uh, for it is your sin that has prohibited uh, the rain from us. So this person recognizes himself and he quietly repents to Allah right there and then. And then it starts pouring rain. And Moses says, Ya Rabbi, who was this person? And Allah tells him, I didn't, I hid him when he was a sinner. Am I going to expose him now that he repented? Am I going to expose him now that he repented? Allah Akbar. Al-Muhim, uh, it is, uh, it is uh, again, the falling of rain itself is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And uh, it is a sign uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, uh, blessing. And winds come as glad tidings to announce rainfall. But sometimes winds are a form of punishment. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, for example, Al-Aqim or Al-Sarsar or Al-Asif, Al-Qasif, these are terms for winds that came as a form of punishment. They had with them like tornadoes and dangerous things like that. And again, this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa whenever he saw clouds approaching, he would be very stressed because uh, he said, I wouldn't know, am rahma. is it a mercy or is it an adab? So, uh, but... Once uh, the, the, the rain falls, it is a, a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the mercy of Allah regarding rain is that sometimes it pours so much that it becomes damaging to the property and damaging to the, to the land and to the livestock, right? If there's too much rain. In fact, an authentic hadith where the Prophet ﷺ was delivering the Friday sermon, a man walked in and it was, they were desperate for rain. And he, he said to, he said to, oh, Messenger of Allah, and this is, the Prophet is on the mimbar. Everything has been destroyed. We are in a drought. We are desperate. Pray for rain. And the Prophet raises his hands. And the Prophet doesn't even put his hands down except it starts pouring rain. And for that, and then the following Friday, the same man comes in and says, Ya Rasulullah, this is enough. There has been so much rain, it's enough. And the Prophet raises his hands and recites a dua and then the rain becomes less. So it shows you again that even when it rains, the type of rain is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Um, and then Allah said, was sahab. Another sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sahab, the clouds. Al-musakhar, that have been, that run their appointed course. Now the clouds themselves are pushed by the winds, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the winds push the clouds forward. Of course, the clouds are the ones where the rain descends from. And again, these clouds, they stay between the heavens and the earth. Again, this is another sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that we mentioned is لَآيَاتٍ They are signs. For who? لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ For those who have intellect. So, what did we mention here? The creation of the skies and the earth. The altering between the day and the night. The ships that sail the seas. Carrying that which is beneficial for us. The rain that Allah sends down from the skies, and which by He gives life to the barren earth. The beasts and creatures that Allah has scattered all over the world. The changing of the winds, and the clouds that run their appointed courses between the sky and the earth. In there are all signs for those that choose to use their intellect and their minds. Allah says, 
لِقَوْمٍ to a people يعقلون that use their aql. Now the word aql is very interesting. Aql, it comes, uh, it, it, it is literally to tie something down. To tie something down. Have you guys seen what the uh, Arabs wear on their heads? That circular thing that they wear on their heads. Uh, when they when they were in their shimagh and they put it on. This is called an iqal. Because it used to be used to tie the camel down. So it's uh, when the camel sits, it is put in, in his knee, so it's it can't get up, right? It can't get up. So if this is the camel's knee, if it's put in here, it can't get up, right? So they used to tie the camel down. Now, it's used for your intellect and your reason because it's supposed to tie you down. Whenever you want to do something that is brazen, something that is stupid, your reason, your aql will what? Will stop you. Does that make sense? So, your aql is supposed to make sense of things. It's supposed to help you make the best decision possible. It's supposed to help you become aware of your surroundings. And it is this aql that uh, if you have it, you will notice whether it's in the skies or the earth or the rain or the winds or anything. You will notice that these are all signs pointing to the Creator, to the oneness of the Creator and to His worthiness to be worshipped. This is the context of this verse. So if we if you read the previous verse, and indeed the one worthy of worship is one God, none is worthy of worship except Him, the most merciful and the giver of mercy. He is the only one worthy of worship. Why? Because of all of the things we spoke about today. He is the most merciful. Why? Because of all of the things that we mentioned today. He is the giver of mercy. Here are manifestations of His mercy. He is the one worthy of worship because He does all of this for you. These two are connected in this way. إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَالْفُولْكِ الَّتِ تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ بِمَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ وَمَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مِنْ مَاءٍ فَأَحْيَا بِالْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا وَتَصْرِيفِ الرِّيَاحِ وَالسَّحَابِ الْمُسَخَّرِ بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.